0: Across the neighborhood and across the world, you're listening to BrimBank Live. You are listening to BrimBank Live. Hello, thank you everyone for tuning in to BrimBank Live, Live Famous to Connect Podcast with Mikael. Our guest today is Easy. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, man.
1: No worries, man. No worries.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. Like, I came to know you. Um, actually, first of all, how are you coping with the current situation, like the pandemic and all this crazy stuff that's going
1: on? Uh, but- <laughs> Pandemic doesn't phase me, bro. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Still doing my thing, man.
0: Yeah, for sure. Mm. What are some of the positive things that you've seen during this time? Oh, is that what? Some of the positive things that you've seen during this time?
1: During this pandemic and everything? Me mm. um, versus... I can still go out you know it's not complete lockdown you know? yeah and for me it's good because when i go out it's i get to see heaps of things that give me ideas for my music and stuff you know yeah like
0: mm. yeah, absolutely.
1: Good, you know i want to waste the sunny day sitting inside the house all day <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i've been going outside like just sitting outside or maybe like go for like a little walk and it's really it's really nice like just take some time outside
1: yeah, man.
0: Mm. Also, you said about, like, um getting out the house and, like, experiencing life. And do you, like, use that? Do you use, your, like, your life experiences and put that into your music and, like, writing?
1: Uh, yeah, bro, of course. Mm. Keep it a hundred on my music, man. Like, everything I rap about is pretty much just what I gave through. you, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, everything's just real, you know? Yeah. There ain't no top to cap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, facts. I I always found I always find that writing from your life li- writing from your own experience is like one of the best ways to write. And yeah, it's but like
1: it's easier too, to be honest.
0: Mm, yeah, and it's like no one can talk shit about it because it's your experience. It's like <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah man. Yeah,
0: for sure. Uh yeah, you've been writing. How long have you been writing for like since
1: oh right. Um, I've been writing for a few years now yeah I mean I started off freestyling. I never knew you had to write but then like I guess I got to that point where I just kind of wanted to actually know what I was like talking about like I wanted to like hear it again and again so yeah. I just decided you know what well, I'll just it down on a piece of paper mm. and then you know that's how all the writing started i think it was probably back like i'd say three years ago
0: three years yeah
1: yeah, yeah. i probably say three years ago is when i started writing mm. and but yeah, how,
0: man. how have you found the difference between like freestyling and writing because i know freestyling is like it's a lot more challenging like a lot of great rappers can't freestyle yeah. like what's the difference between those two art form
1: well i mean freestyling is pretty much just things coming like straight off the top of your head like you know you don't get time to process what you're saying or like yeah you know actually get to think about it properly Mm. it's just whatever rhymes rhymes you know what i mean but like Mm. when you're actually writing you get that time to actually understand what you're putting down and what you're gonna rap about you know what i mean like Mm. for me it's just I get to put more emotion into it into mm. when I'm writing. You know
0: what yeah. I mean? Mm, absolutely. I found like, mm. writing is one of the, like, ways to, like, it's a, it's almost, like, therapeutic. Like, I was just talking to Gideon about this. Like, it's almost, like, therapeutic. You can, like, yeah. listen to your own thoughts and, like, watch them in front of you and it's, like, yeah. It's yeah, pretty, mm, It's a pretty great way to, like, thanks. even, like, even like help someone like just grow like i think writing is one of those like freeing things for sure so much easier to help man Mm. do you do you um write like your like your your growth as an artist through your music like since three years ago to now um is there like a growth that you can see like through your art like
1: Oh, yeah, but I see so much change in my music. bro. like yeah. <laughs> the first time, the first time I ever like write like something down, you know, like yeah, I look at I look at it compared to now, and it's like damn, that was whack. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like, you know, like I look at how I used to write, and like some of it was just like I don't even know how to read it. Like I'm like, why, like. This little kid doesn't even know
0: what he's talking about, man. Yeah, for sure. I can he relate. Like, he's
1: not even rapping about one topic, you know? He's got topics
0: everywhere, man. Yeah. yeah. I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, I know, <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, I used to rap about, like, I don't know, like, gangster shit. Like, all this. Yeah, oh, my. Just fiction shit. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. That was me, bro.
0: Yeah, that's what's up. Um, how was your like your experience? I think we've made like through the house, the house program. How how was your experience there? Because I know it's like a dope place uh, to like create music and shit. The
1: house program. Mm. My experience with the house program. Um, oh, all I could say it was amazing, man. Yeah. Now like, I'm so like I'm really keen for all this coronavirus and stuff to blow over. You know all the restrictions and stuff. Mm. So we can finally get back into the house, you know what I mean? Like, finally get back together with everyone. And I just want to, like, start, you know, doing more stuff, making more music and that. Mm. And just, you know, picking up more vibes with everyone. Like, hopefully there's going to be new people there too, you know, see some new faces, have a lot more laughs and that. But, yeah. yeah. Mm. Like, since I started going to the house, you know, it's just, it's really helped me with my writing and all my raps and stuff, you know, like... Yeah. Shout out to Muhammad. has been there since day one, you know, helping push through all the, yeah. all the tough moments and that. <laughs>
0: yeah, facts. And there's a lot of... There's a lot of talented people that, like, came through to, like, the house. Like, there's a lot of... Yeah,
1: man. There's a lot of talented people. Four, four. <laughs> my guy, 4'4, four, four. Uh, <laughs> helped so much with the writing and, like, you know, like the flows and stuff you know helped show emotions <laughs> mm. <laughs> you like that have to show us some emotion in there you know yeah even a hurry my mm. um, guys shout out to them man
0: yeah for sure we have a lot of like talented people like talented like mentors like but we all like kind of like learn from each other which is like
1: dope. yeah man
0: mm. who are your in- influences in music who do you look up to anyone, like, in music, like, writing and stuff?
1: Um, One of my... Uh, I look up to so many people, man. Yeah. Like, there's so many people that I look up to in music. Like, and you know, I even people like my brother, you know, I look up to him. Yeah. And, like, some mates and stuff, you know, I look up to all of them. And, like, all these other rappers, like, I look up to Ty Dolla $ign because that mm. guy's a gay, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, it's just... Even, like, everyone's backstories, you know, like, what they went through and stuff and, like, how they used it to, like, push through everything and, like, become who they are, you know? It's yeah. really inspiring stuff for me. And, like, yeah, man, it's just helped me look at life in a different way, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We can take... A little bit from, I think, everyone experiences. Even, like, yeah, the right. people who did, like, bad stuff, we, we can still learn yeah, from right. them as well. You <laughs> <laughs> we can still learn from them. And do you have, like, a top five? Like, I know rappers, like, have, like, top fives and shit. Like, do you have, top like, top fives, five?
1: Um, <laughs> I'll probably say, like, Ty Dolla Sign, mm. Chance the Rapper. Yeah. Um, Stormzy.
0: Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um Tupac and Biggie, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, <laughs> Murray. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's a good that's a good tell for her right there. That's a good top five. Shit. Do you listen to like a lot of like Puck and Biggie?
1: Yeah, boy. Almost
0: mm.
1: Almost daily basis kind of thing, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, take something from Biggie and Puck like as far as writing Goals.
1: Oh yeah, man! Like, mm. I take little bits out of like you know, heaps sort of like artists and stuff. You know, like I kind of like like everything from everyone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But with Big air Park, like, there's so many things that I like from them. You know what I mean? Hmm. But like, I can't always uh, you know I can't match that. <laughs> but like,
0: yeah. some things
1: that I get like I get a lot of ideas from the music and stuff. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I always, like, try to, like, mimic, like, Eminem. Oh, guys, like, you're
1: pretty much Kendrick Lamar, guys. You don't need to mimic anyone. Nah. you already Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> bro. I'll
0: call you Kendrick Lamar, bro. Kendrick Lamar, oh, shit.
1: Yeah, but that's <laughs> the name, because Kendrick Lamarco right here, man.
0: Oh, bro, yeah. Yeah, I constantly, like, just, like, Trying to like learn from everybody, but like Kendrick, yeah, definitely Kendrick. I've been like stealing your shit. I need to find my own voice for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what are you listening hey, to you right now? Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's make a track real quick. <laughs> for sure.
0: What are you listening to right now? Like in your playlist?
1: Uh right now, but I'm listening to a bit of everything, man. Like mm. I got Ty Dollar sign, I got Chester the Rapper Yeah. I got like even Pace malone you know, Pace Millane, like listen to a lot of his stuff. Mm. Um Drake. Pretty much just like a bit of everyone, you know mm. I me. Mean? Yeah,
0: that's what's up. I've been listening to a lot of like Melbourne, like Melbourne music. Cause yeah, I'm, man. Like Lily, I've been like trying to like listen to the sound of Melbourne. Like there's a lot of talented yeah, people man. in Melbourne. Just like listening yeah, and see. You know, there's a, there's a trash one, but, like, there's just, like, dope ones, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: I feel that, I feel that.
0: Yeah, I've been, like, trying to, like, show support and, like, just listening, and it's like, wow, like, we have, like, a lot of great, great yeah, artists, right. and the pro- the programs, like, The House, it's going to help, like, showcase our creativity to the world. It's just going to make it, like, even Even, bigger. like
1: even the ones that are like you know that are pretty trash right now mm. give it a few years bro they're going to be at the top i say
0: yeah absolutely because yeah we can all relate like like nobody yeah, nobody like starts music and like become incredible like we all start somewhere and i think uh the most important thing is like if you have a way to like give that to the other kids who like need it right now like there are yeah, so much talented kids out there who just need, like, okay, I just need a place to record. I just need a beat. And if you can do that, I just need someone can, that can teach me how to write. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, just that something, like, so small can, like, turn into, like, the biggest rapper right, right. of all time.
1: <laughs> yeah, but You turn to the next Tupac, man. You never know.
0: Mm, yeah, that's for sure. Um, I'm looking forward to, like, seeing you pretty soon, bro. I've been like so chill. Yeah, today. man, so so chill. Um, stay safe. That's what everybody says. Stay safe. <laughs> like, yeah. Are you working on any music at the moment? Are you working on any music at the moment?
1: Um, yeah, I'm actually working on a few songs right now. Mm. I've got so many unfinished songs at the moment. You know, I've been a bit everywhere lately, but yeah, I'm working on finishing all of them. And cause um, I'm doing a little thing with my brother and some of. The boys and uh, my cousin, yeah. And um, they've got like a label, Under egg. Sweet, shout out Under Eight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, yeah, it's just we're pretty much a collective, just like individual artists, you know what I mean? Like, and we're all just pretty much um working on some stuff right now. Like, mm-hmm. I've got a few songs with my brother and that, and we're like better drop some tracks, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely, like, creativity is, like, key to, in pandemic, like, there's a lot of time to, like, do a lot of stuff, go back and, like, rewrite stuff, remix everything, so it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, we get a lot of time, for sure.
1: It's a good time to actually think about life, you know, like, everything I've been through and just pick little pieces out of my life, you know, and just put it down on the paper. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And, like, a lot of people, a lot of people don't get the chance to, like, fucking, like, yeah, slow yeah, down yeah. and, like, right. just focus on, like, the shit that actually matters and stuff. Um, yeah, but it's actually dope to have, like, a collective of people. I always find, like, it's, yes, it's good to be by yourself and, like, to create your own stuff. But, like, when you have, like, a collective of people, you can make things move a little bit, like, faster.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. And it's good because it's, like, we're all, like, individual artists. Yeah, but we work as a collective to push our stuff, you know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah,
1: at the same time, we're working together but on our own things at the same time, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. That's yeah, good, man. Yeah,
0: awesome, bro. It's been like it's been so dope to just like catch up and talk music and stuff. Um, can't wait to like kick it soon, just like in a couple of weeks, I hope. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming through on the podcast, bro.
1: No worries, bro. Yes. Thank you for having me, man. My (laughs)
0: pleasure, man. Anytime, man. Anytime.
1: Looking forward to linking up with you soon, man. Yes, sir.
0: (laughs) Yes, sir. All right. All right. Thank you guys for listening. It's the Connect Podcast with Mikael on Brimbank Live, Live of Fame. That was easy, and we out. Thank you. Across the neighborhood and across the world, you're listening to BrimBank Live. You are listening to BrimBank Live. guys for tuning into Brimbank Live on Live FM. It's the Connect Podcast with Mikael. Our guest today is Brett. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's it's a pleasure to have you just have a conversation with you.
2: Yeah, nice one yeah, Thanks for having me on Michael, mm. it's um it's pretty cool and uh, hey to everyone out there in, in Radio Land.
0: Yeah. How you been like passing your time during this uh quarantine season?
2: Yeah, well it's it's yeah. Whenever I am... Um, it's a, yeah it's a good question um, there's been been ebbs and flows of like, yeah, let's you know grow my business and and uh and um, work make on music and work on music and there's definitely been some times where I'm just like, wow, this is hard so um, but yeah, whenever I go through a challenge, I'm always trying to find the, the hidden blessing and what's this trying to teach me and and things like yeah. that so the last over the last probably two or three months, I've been right into. Um, yeah, building my business and and working on getting some new clients in, and you know, there's lots of people out there that are hurting and need some help. So, yeah, yeah. it's been um, it's been cool to to try and pivot and and um, yeah, focus on growing as opposed to just being like
1: ah
0: <laughs> and try <trying laughs> to hide. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of there's a lot of positive things that we can like definitely get from uh, being at home all the time and or oh, just having this time to like reflect on like life and. I think that there's a lot of positivity, but at the same time, there's a lot of, um, obviously, negative stuff that's happening to other people, like um, even ourselves to just... But like you said, definitely there's a lot of time to just reflect. I think that's like the main thing for everyone, is just to have this time and perfect yourself. Um, Mm. Yeah, for sure. I came to know you the first time we met, I think it was like a tribe um how how is your experience at tribe how did you find it like it's a dope place to be I know a lot of people don't know what it is like how was your experience there
2: yeah well I I started working for Steve at Universal School of Music Mm -hmm. way back in 2010 Uh um so my yeah it's like I was one of the first guitar teachers I think that he actually had come in and and actually work with him so yeah Mm -hmm. he's definitely that whole USM team and uh, has been part of my life for, for a long time now and there's been lots of really cool uh, moments over the years. But yes, Tribe specifically, um, yeah, it's been really cool just to, um, just to make music again and have mm-hmm. a team of people that are actually like really keen on um, supporting and growing as a community. And like I've, I've always just made music on my own or just with a producer but to actually have a team yeah. of people to work on tunes has been really cool. And so, yeah, just learning how to be a better person in the world and, and it's not just about me and and, mm. um, and uh, working with other people has been really cool. So, yeah, it's been great to meet you and uh, all the other yeah. crew. So, yeah, it's
0: been awesome. For sure. I've met a lot of great people through like Tribe and like um, we've connected a lot, especially like musically and like through life. Like there's a lot of similarities in like uh, the passion of music, um, just the creativity and there's a a lot of people I try, but like super like you know like um just like super how do I say it? like you know when you work on music and like you want perfection like there's a lot of mm-hmm. perfectionists are you like a perfectionist as well <laughs>
2: it depends it depends I'm definitely better at it than I used to be, mm. um, but I think um I'm definitely still a perfectionist, but I'm I'm probably more interested in the journey now, yeah. Um, and enjoying the company as well is like is you know it's, it doesn't all have to be hard. So yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. want to do like create great music, and I want to create um, yeah. you know great relationships and build a business and do all of these things. And um, but yeah. yeah, I don't think I am a perfectionist. That I'm also wise enough to know that you know I can. If someone else can help me do it better than I can do it, then it's probably better to delegate it to someone else. So,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That takes a lot of like a little a little bit of awareness to come to that point. Like, how, how did you come to that point uh, where you always like um, just in the moment, enjoying the moment? Or how did you like get there mentally?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. So, yeah, I guess I guess I started learning about like human behavior and personal development, um, probably back in 2010. Like I I had, I went through a real struggle in my late twenties. Um, and I'm left-handed genius. And there was a very treacherous time when I was 27. So I don't know whether, you know, of the 27 clubs, all these famous left-handed musicians that died at 27, uh, (laughs) Kokobai and Jimi Hendrix, all these amazing people. So I went through a pretty challenging time in in my twenties, late twenties. And, um, a few of my friends are actually really concerned about me, but, um, through that process, through that real challenge, I had like have had mentors come into my life and actually, you know, just sort of step in and actually point me back into myself yeah. and just make me look at all of the um, stories and limiting beliefs and um, like inner conflicts that I had that were actually one on one side of the coin they were driving me to be you know great at my craft and do all of these things and mm. um, and on the other side of the coin they're actually creating this sort of self-destructive behavior where I was trying to, you know, do crazier and crazier and crazier things in order to, you know, make myself, you know, yeah. significant or seen or heard or whatever it was that I felt like I wasn't getting as a child. Yeah. Um, so I think that self-awareness um, and self-worth and self-love sort of came from that process of actually just learning more about myself and, and human behavior and universal laws and principles that sort of govern, all of these yeah. feelings and emotions that we have, so mm. yeah, that was been incredibly challenging time to actually have to let go of all of those old parts of myself, and yeah, um, and uh, and they just developed this new, more I don't know, more evolved, less emotionally volatile mm. sort of way of looking at the world. Where I'm like, I can't, I can't have one side of life without the other side. So if I want to do great things, I've got to go through great amounts of challenge. So
0: yeah,
2: um, I think that whole understanding of you know, that all of life is basically homeostasis and we can't have a, we can't have a pleasure without a pain. So, you know, that, (laughs) that whole, that whole concept just completely changed the way that I see the world because now it's like, all right, cool. I could buy this new guitar or a new piece of gear, but I know some like consciously that I'm going to have equal amounts of challenge that are going to come associated to that. Yeah. So yeah, I think, that's pretty empowering because it just, it forces you to actually go, well, which pain do I want? Like, I'm going to have the pain of sitting on the couch or I'm going to have the pain of getting out and doing some exercise. I'm going to have the pain of building a business or I'm going to have the pain of, you know, mm. business,
0: of, not you know having, doing anything.
2: Yeah. not doing anything. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, um, I think that's been really empowering. So
0: yeah. yeah.
2: Does that answer your question?
0: yeah that was that was a lot more than that was yeah perfect that was perfect yeah you talked about like the mentorship part um just having like people who kind of like guide you like like you don't know when those like angels like walks into your life like just out of nowhere Uh. yeah like it's crazy like um how how is it important to like uh have those mentors um in your life and just kind of guide you to like a better person
2: yeah I think it's it's pretty important because I think the key for me now is like i've got I've built up this you know over over the years of working on myself doing the inner work and then doing the outer work yeah um, um yeah it's like every time at every like glass ceiling it's just like this point where you get to and you're just like I, I can't seem to get through this mm. and um yeah having someone else to come into your life and kind of just like look in from another angle and kind of go have you looked at this (laughs) you looked at this thing that you you keep bumping your head into but you haven't figured out yet yeah um that's been incredibly important And and I know that um I can't do it all myself and so yeah over the years um you know in reaching out and reaching these glass ceilings and I just know that I feel like I'm going around in circles in some area of my life and then going all right cool it's time to find someone else to help me along that journey and yeah. Um, yeah. And you get to build these relationships with these people that just help you along the way. And, and, you know, as, as a mentor and a coach myself, it's the same process, helping the next person come through yeah. you know, from all of the things that I've gone through. So, yeah, no. I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's the way that it's the way life is sort of structured <laughs> itself yeah. in a sense is like these sure. almost father figures. And then, you know, you're getting helped through, through the next layer and, and yeah. hopefully they speed up that process. So yeah, definitely a really important part of the process for me for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like anyone that's been like uh, been guided or like mentor or like help in whatever way or just show the right way to do anything, you always want to like give back. Like you always feel like, I, don't, I know personally, like I feel like I have to, like, you know, like if I know something that's going to make someone's day easier, a little bit easier, I feel like I have to, You know, I feel like it's my duty to chip in and like just give him like some advice and stuff. Mm. You relate to that a little bit?
2: Most certainly. Most certainly. Mm. I think, um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, many, many years ago, like I was saying before, that my life was on this very volatile, you know, I was drinking heaps and drugs to a certain degree, not probably not as controlling, but definitely the alcohol, definitely the party party way of looking at the world and mm. you know I, just, I was trying to get something out of life that i couldn't get outside of myself so um mm. yeah to actually have someone to sort of just step in and say hey brett you know that's what you're trying to do is not going to get you to where you want to be <laughs> yeah yeah and uh yeah so i think that that was um that was a pretty important part of my journey for sure
0: mm, absolutely i feel like it's uh also like being young like like when you're young, you don't want to listen. Like <laughs> That's the other thing. Like, like you don't want to listen. You think you've got everything figured out. And then it's like, <laughs> I think um, the best thing is to just stay open to like, you You don't know who's going to be helpful to you. Like, that's what I'm trying to like, I'm like figuring it out. Like, even when you said like pain and pleasure, like those are part of life. You don't know which pleasures are going to help you become a better person because not every pleasure is good for you. Not every pain is bad for you either. So mm. it's like just being open to like the pain and the pleasure to like just look at everything and like try to get the lessons from each one of those things, which I find I think like that's the most important thing to do.
2: Yeah, and I think, well, yeah, I think just to build on that too, like the whole understanding of, of, um, of that process is that everything has a pain and a pleasure in it in some way. Yeah, and so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like just being wise enough to, to acknowledge that whichever decision you make is going to give you equal amounts of both of those things. And, and uh, yeah, you said it, you said it spot on before, is just like acknowledging that they're, they're, you know, two sides of one coin, yeah. and um, and uh, I think that's been, yeah, a pretty powerful part of the process. So,
0: mm. yeah. Yeah, switching the subject a little bit. Um, how many instruments do you play? Because I know you play like a few like instruments. And stuff.
2: I I dabble on a few. I'm definitely like I started out on guitar yeah, uh, and, and singing. So, yeah, I definitely play those instruments. I play a bit of bass and then most of everything else that I do is programmed. So, mm. um, yeah, I definitely love the computer as an instrument and, and clicking in drum beats and... Um, yeah. And synthesizers and arpeggios, and you know all of this crazy stuff that I really enjoy, so but yeah, I, like I said before, I think i 'm getting better at going, maybe I could ask someone else for help on the programming of the drums and okay. <laughs> and the, and the mixing and the mastering and things like that too so wow. but yeah i do I do play a few, but yeah, I definitely love singing and guitar the most, and then mm. kind of everything else kind of goes down the priority list from there
0: yeah was it like self taught or did you have a like a little help? Um, oh
2: yeah, I had lots of help along the way. So I yeah, yeah started when I was thirteen, twelve or thirteen, and yeah. Um, yeah, I remember getting into Deftones and all that new metal stuff, like Biscuit and Corn. Uh, yeah. And then I had a guitar teacher from sort of that point on at school, and then um, then I had a guitar teacher outside of school as well. So I sort of had two, always had two kind of teachers oh. along the way.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and I was always singing, but I never really got singing lessons until I was much older. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went and auditioned for Australian Idol or X Factor. I can't remember which one, but, um, Mm. yeah, they basically loved my act, like the whole performance side of things, but they're like, "Mm, yeah, you're singing. Yeah. (laughs) Would you be willing to get a vocal coach? And I was like, look, I don't care if I get Mm. on the show. I'm going to do this anyway. So, yeah, yeah, so definitely I've definitely had teachers and Mm. mentors and, but yeah, I've always loved self development and learning on my own as well. So yeah. Those two kind of go hand in hand for me.
0: Mm, I feel like the mentor can only help you, like it can only help you to like a certain extent that you have to continue doing your work. Like even in quarantine, like I've been like continuing like producing and like whatever, like singing whatever, just practicing every Mm -hmm. single day. But I feel like, yeah, definitely that self-discipline is key to like getting to this point. And I, I don't think you would have gotten to like the point that you are as creative as you are without like the self-discipline, like how self disciplined are you to like making your crap?
2: <laughs> I'm not, I don't think I'm disciplined at all. I just <laughs> love it. And so I do it all the time. Yeah. So yeah. I think that the, the trick is making whatever it is that you need to do important enough that you just, you'll focus on it. So mm. um, yeah, I know I had to let go of a few things and like basically I've learned how to move things up and down my priority list, but yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm motivated or disciplined I just everything that I don't do or spend time on I just make it really important by using some tools that I've learned over the years so um, yeah I was never disciplined with sales and business and marketing and you know calling people and getting rejected and all those sort of things but now I know that they're they're really important so I'm like all right cool let's get in there and do it (laughs) so yeah so yeah I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I'm disciplined in any Mm. means but i just know that over the years whenever something's important to me i just get it done
0: yeah like no need for motivation no need for like to be like get this exterior like help to like get this stuff done because like there's passion there and i think the as long as long as you're like honest with yourself and like okay i need to do this let's get it done there's no need for like motivation for sure i I can definitely like relate to that (laughs) yeah yeah and that's the key. I think, um,
2: like, you know, people, I think people are just like, oh, I've got to be more motivated. I have mm. to I should. I've got to. And any time yeah. I hear that language, I'm mm. just like, nah, "It's not yeah. really important to you. You're going to last like a news um, resolution or something like that. I'm, mm. I'm going to do it this time. doing mm. it.
0: Mm. But
2: if something's important to someone, they will actually get it done. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I can acknowledge that for anyone that's like learning that information for the first time. They be might be like, what? What do you mean? I don't have to be motivated. You just so you know, changing changing your priority list does take work. So yeah. I will motivate myself and and push myself, or get help, like a mentor, to actually come in and actually say, all right, we need to move this up the priority list. So building a business and like money and all this stuff as a musician in my twenties was like, money is the root of all evil, and this is bad, and yeah, um, and so now I've got like my music school has a hundred and thirty students, and wow. Um, and um like doing mindset coaching and selling these you know sometimes thousands of dollars worth of programs Mm. but i moved finances and business and saving and investing and all of these things up my priority list so that now i can actually stay focused on them and i've actually got the the discipline to actually stay Mm. and hold on to it so when money comes in i'm saving
0: and investing it as opposed to like let's buy a new microphone Mm. (laughs) yeah That's that's the that's the two different mindset like i feel like Every artist is like super artistic and like, I want to get my music done. Like I'm so passionate, but like the marketing part is like a different mindset. Like how was, how was your adjustment from like just being creative to like trying to like build a business? Like you said,
2: I think my partner at the time tried to kick me out. She said, You mm-hmm. gotta get a job. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: motivation right there.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I was gonna be out of my out of my butt or have to move back to my parents' place. So um, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's partly true and, and partly funny. Mm-hmm. Um but there in reality, um yeah, I just I just I had to shift, like I had to let go of that whole idea that I was going to be famous from putting a cool video on YouTube. Mm. Um, and, the, and the story I love to tell with that, I've like I've, I spent three thousand dollars on this film clip, and which I got like the music properly produced as well. And it's mm. called Lady Killer, and it's got um, it's, I think fifteen hundred views on my Brett Meglove wow. YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And then I've got this other video which is. Um, this me playing sitar and like playing happy birthday, but really, really (laughs) badly. (laughs) And it's terrible. It's like on shot on my 2012 MacBook pro or 2010 MacBook pro screen. And it's Mm. terrible video, but it's got more views. (laughs) Wow. And so, yeah, it just goes to show that it doesn't have to be like this, you know, super polished, you know, content and stuff like that. So Yeah. yeah, I think I got a bit distracted with, the 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 question and where i was going with that but um (laughs) oh yeah yeah. like
0: yeah yeah, keep going
2: so um yeah the whole like uh yeah i I can't actually remember what your question was what was your question let me bring that point
0: back yeah bring it back Yeah, the mindset of an artist who just like is super passionate about his music and the mindset Mm. of like a business person
2: yeah so you know, I was, yeah, I, I just wanted to get famous on YouTube. So that was my whole focus, but I didn't have a long-term plan. So if you Google how much it takes to break a an original artist, like from a major label, it's 500 grand to wow. $2 million. So for, for independent artists who are trying to do the work themselves, mm. if they don't think that they're, if they think they're going to get famous from just making original music, yeah. um, you know, and it happens, but you've In got to have that. Yeah. It does, how often does it happen is probably another question I would add to that. Yeah. Um, and I don't have statistics for that off the top mm. of my head. Um, but the, yeah, the important thing is we need to have a long-term game. And uh, yeah, if you look up artists like Jet or Violent Soho, so Jet, I think it took them seven years of like touring around. And wow. then boom, their songs are awesome, but it took them mm. seven years uh, mm. worth of effort, like lots of effort. Yeah, And uh, Violent Soho, I think we're 10 years and I don't necessarily love their music, um, but mm. I just love that as a story because I was just like, mm. I was like, what? Like they're on some TV show and I was like, this, this is not that good, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Something not- tells me that Violent Soho are going to pop up in my life and I'm going to oh, work with them in some way in the future. Yeah. But anyway, awesome. um, I, I'm excited about that as a, as a potential thing that might yeah. happen but they the point is that yeah then they tell the story on the show <laughs> that they'd been working really hard and touring flat out for like 10 years mm.
0: um
2: and so in in terms of effort like that's probably five hundred thousand dollars worth of effort over 10 years if you're consistently putting out content and growing the thing and
0: um,
2: yeah and putting in the time and energy into the marketing so yeah if you're if you're an original artist and you're not thinking that you you're you're thinking that you're a music is you know it's good it's got to be good mm. um But if you think it's um, it's just gonna you're gonna get famous because you're really good at playing your instrument, uh, you're probably gonna be gravely mistaken. um, But actually, getting out there in front of people and building an audience and yeah, and developing those skills and creating cool content and engaging with people and building a community and um and giving them and finding out what they like and and actually serving it up so that they actually help you along that journey. And you know, it's Mm. all about you know the community and the people around it. So yeah.
0: Yeah, you really have to be, like, super not only passionate but, like, driven in your field. You really have to love it because it's a long process and you have to love each day just as much as getting to wherever you're trying to go. Um, Yeah, for sure. I can definitely relate to that. I think a lot of artists who are going to listen to this are going to, like, get a lot of just, like, even myself just get a lot of information. (laughs) You know, like, we constantly think because of whoever – whatever artists from like from usa australia like did one video and suddenly they pop up like we all automatically think like it's gonna happen to everyone and it's not the case um mm. it takes a lot of like you like you said it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of effort um i think it's a lot of great information for everyone to just like enjoy the process which is that's where like everything is that's where life is it's just a, like uh The journey we have to enjoy it for sure
2: Mm. yeah and then surround yourself with other people that are going on that journey too like i've got a uh, a friend of mine who i interviewed recently his name's rowan and his project is i built the sky and he um he's an original original instrumental progressive rock artist Mm. and um 12 months ago, he put up a video saying that he'd gone full time into that as his career. And I was like, how is he doing that? And I was like, <laughs> full time, blah, blah, blah. And then so probably two months ago, maybe two or three months ago, he put up a video saying, I've been full time doing my thing for 12 months now. And it's like, all right, awesome. So I actually interviewed him about that process. So um, yeah, he's been putting in seven, six or seven years of really hard work, making really cool music, uh, yeah. building his following. And so I think he's got over 4 million views on his YouTube channel now. And wow. um, I think it's 100. Oh, yeah, I won't quote any more stats over that. But, yeah, he's doing great great guns. And his music is instrumental, mm. progressive metal.
0: <laughs> and no so,
2: vocals, just... No up. vocals. Vocal?
0: No vocals, wow.
2: Yeah, And so he's making a full-time income out of it. So, you know, the thing he said in in the interview that when I was speaking to him is that if he can do it, anyone can do it. Mm. And so, yeah, but he's put money and time into getting that message and the music out to people and touring around. And so, yeah, he's got some sponsorships with with certain guitar companies and stuff like that too. So, you know, Mm. I think if he can do it, we can all do it as long as we're focusing on the right things for the right amount of time.
0: Yeah. I feel like consistency is one of, like, the most important thing in this day and age where there's just so much content out there. Like, you know, there's so much content. Like, we can't all afford to, like, post, like, minimum, like, stuff on, like, if you, especially if you're trying to become, like, an upcoming artist, uh, mm-hmm. like like major label artists who just like post once in like a three year, like Kendrick, the post one time and like they disappear. Yeah. yeah. You're like, <laughs> like we can't afford to do that. Like I just learned that from like a couple of years ago, it's like consistency is one of the most important thing for any artist or like just anybody who's trying to do anything. Um, that's going to be great. I think in the long run. Yeah. And I think, um,
2: yeah consistency and and when you see like these big artists too like yeah find out what they did when they started like research yep. and actually discover who they were and what they did when they first started out because you'll probably find that they started 10 years ago or 15 or 20 years ago
1: yeah and
2: they developed their craft and they did all this you know they hmm. did, worked hard at it to make sure that they could build up and like Taylor's, taylor swift in the you know documentary on netflix has like wrote 150 songs by the time she was 17 mm. um, <laughs> ed sheeran kind of similar thing like gigged gigged yeah. gigged, gigged gigged flat out yeah. flat out um and so yeah if you go back and research all of your favorite artists from the start and actually figure out what they did at the beginning yeah um, you'll probably find that they just did heaps of gigs wrote heaps of songs yeah um got their music out there toured around and and um and yeah so if you find out yeah, like I don't know much about Kendrick Lamar, but I assume that he developed his craft over yeah. many years in order to become yeah. who he is, so. Yeah.
0: Like even before like the the first album or like the first single, like those was like 10, 15 years before that. There's a lot of there's a lot of work that it's been put out from them to be able to get to that spot and they can finally like relax and like do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah.
2: But that's it. Like that's the work that you got to put in. Before you get there So yeah I think that's probably The biggest thing The biggest takeaways Over the last few years Is that the The marketing And the effort And the time Before someone breaks Is that's the key thing And um, mm. and um, yeah You know that's, that's fascinating And then I'm reading um, Elton John's Biography mm. at the moment Called Me mm. And uh, you know he, he puts it down To luck that, wow. you know, it was, it was only by chance, like he was an amazing performer and did gigs, gigs after gigs after gig and like yeah. learned to sing and play the piano. And um, But, you know, there's, there's this fascinating concept called luck where he talks about like who, what would have happened if he didn't get Bernie Ta- Taupin's um, lyric folder when he f- first went into this marketing um, publisher's office. Mm. And so they're, they're a musical songwriting collaboration has been 50 years of working together and creating all these amazing songs. Wow. And, um, you know, like I love that. I love thinking about that too. And I, when I read that, I was like,
0: I'm lucky, I'm lucky, I'm lucky, I'm lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Luck definitely like plays a part, but I feel like being ready is like half of the, half of the, the job that's needed to, to get you there. Apparently. Yeah. I think they say luck is when, opportunity meet, meets like hard work, preparation. Preparation, yep. yeah. So it's all about the preparation. You got to stay yeah, prepared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And to be, to be honest, that said about Elton John, he has released, I can't remember how many albums it is, but it's like 10 albums mm. worth of music. Um, yeah. And he's done like the Lion King soundtrack. And like in those first year, few years, he was um, – m- pumping out an album a year like or an wow. album every two years or something like that in the 70s mm. and the early 80s. Like he was pumping out music and he's still pumping out music now. Mm. Um, but I think that's, you know, that's fascinating to things like Ed Sheeran had written X amount of songs. Taylor Swift had written X amount of songs. Elton John, mm. you know, got famous and then then started really pumping out the music. But definitely mm. what you were saying before about being consistent um, yeah. is definitely really important. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm.
0: What are your like influences in music? Do you have like uh, those people that like influenced you when you were younger or like still now?
2: Yeah, it's it's an interesting Mm -hmm. question. Like I'm definitely more focused on the mindset coaching side of things now. So Mm. it's not like I listen to heaps of music, but I I guess I never really listened to heaps of music. But I think the first music that I was really, really into, the first music that I owned Um, Was a a Mariah Carey cassette tape that I got for Christmas one year, and it was like three o'clock in the morning. And here's me with my headphones on, pumping out, like singing Mariah Carey songs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, and then, um, uh, I should probably listen to some Carey again now. I think that would be a good yeah, idea. Well. Uh, <laughs> and then the first the first CDs that I remember getting was a Powderfinger and Silver Chairs, frog, frog Stomp. But I remember listening to Suicidal Dreams in the Dark with headphones on when I was probably probably mm. 8 to 10 years old on repeat. And So that was, would have been terrifying for my parents, that me listening to this like really dark music about suicide oh, in the sure. dark with headphones yeah. on. Yeah. And, uh, and then I think it really all changed for me when I got, into high school. My mates introduced me to Deftones and, mm. um, and, uh, and Corn and Limp Biscuit and just hearing all those beautiful singing with mm. these really heavy metal guitars. Cause I didn't yeah. like the screaming side of things, but these beautiful melodic singing, the music that I really got into into that genre was, um, was really cool for me. I was like, ah, oh, cool. So it's like, it's kind of like, you know, pop, it's like, it's got melody, but it's got mm. these really aggressive guitars. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I'm really like rock bands and stuff like Tool and um, Carnival and all this progressive stuff. And then I always liked a lot of pop songs and beautiful vocal melodies Mm. um, like female vocals and pop vocals and like um, sort of dance music and stuff like that as well. And yeah, um, so all of that kind of electronic
0: futuristic
2: Mm. kind of sounds mashed with like aggressive-y kind of guitars. Yeah. Um, And any artist that kind of fits those those kind of (laughs) themes, I think, is something that I'll attract to. So, yeah. But I think that covers your question, what are my influences?
0: Yeah, definitely. I definitely get that, for sure. Uh, Last question. What are you currently working on? Are you working on any, like, projects?
2: (laughs) So, yeah, musically, I just finished doing... um, Twelve songs over the last 12 months so i released a single nice. per month which is really cool mm. um and some of the favorite my favorite part of that was actually just doing the, the visual art behind it so like you can see behind me is one of the artworks and i think that one there is also the last one for the song dead end
1: nice. so that
2: was really really fun part to just have some fun making paintings and visual art and then i take photos of it and mm. then edit it in in software um, so mm. that was really cool um and yeah so now the 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 task or the pros thing is to start doing some gigs and stuff with that, yeah. Um, and then I'm also working with the tribe crew on on the um, yeah creating music with that as well. So that's pretty cool. Mm. Uh, but yeah, my main focus at the moment is building the mindset side of my business and mm. um, and coaching people and things like that too. So um, yeah, which is which is pretty cool.
0: Actually, let's go back. Uh, I just want to like touch on like uh, yeah, like your business and like coaching. And giving advice to people, like, how would, how has your experience been um, during that, and what is exactly that you do in your field?
2: Yeah, so basically, I, I'm a mindset coach, and I work with musicians. And mm. what I realized somewhere along the line is that you can only really change three things, which is your perception, your decisions, yep. and your actions. And so, this, mm. this, this can't talk. The <laughs> statistics of mental health in in the music industry is absolutely terrifying. Mm. Um, 75% of musicians are suffering from some sort of mental health, depression, anxiety, um, all of these, you know, extreme emotions and Mm. the music industry is a a bit chaotic in itself, like low pay grades and, um, yeah, hourly rates. And then you're also surrounded by the environmental factors of drinking and all of these things that are involved with people partying, but you're also at work. Um, so yeah, basically somewhere along the lines, I realized that the mindset side of things is when we can change our perception of something, we can actually then start to take different decisions and different actions. But what I realize is mm. a lot of people get into the music industry trying to solve some problem
0: yeah. that they
2: haven't resolved from some sort of yeah. childhood drama or issue. Mm. Um, and that music creativity and freedom yes. and rock dome mm. is this draw card that doesn't actually solve the problem that's no. created it. Yeah. Um, so the mindset side of things is, yeah, basically I help musicians be able to be more emotionally stable
0: mm. so that
2: they can actually make high-quality decisions and move forward with their careers and actually learn how to charge for their services and be in fair exchange and not mm. just be giving away everything for free. Um, mm. So I'm a mindset coach but it's about helping musicians make music, make a difference in people's lives but also start to make a living out of it and be sustainable so that they can actually you know buy a house or uh, yeah. do something that they really love.
0: Yeah, because musicians are very... They're, like, very important people in this world. Like, they keep us, like, entertained. So we need the musicians to be, like, in the highest frequencies possible. Like, and like you said, like, fame and, like, um being popular or whatever, it doesn't always, like, solve everything. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so nah.
2: yeah. Just makes the problem bigger.
0: Yes, absolutely. So it's very important to, like, get yourself sorted and like be balanced and whatever you do whether it's um reading whether it's meditation whether it's yoga whether it's just you know just not doing a lot of stupid shit you know um so i think it's very important that you're doing that to like help people um make them better i think it's really great
2: yeah thank you very much
0: mm, awesome it was great it was a great pleasure talking to you i think this one of like the best the best podcast <laughs> thank you <laughs> No offense to anybody, but this one was like the, one of the best. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I am the winner. Yeah, we are
2: the winner. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for having me on. And uh, yeah, if you if you're out there listening along and you, you're finding this information
1: mm-hmm.
2: interesting, you can actually um, reach out to me either on Instagram, which is Brett Megalov, um, or you can come and join the Confident Musician group on. Facebook, which is basically I'm um, presenting each week and talking about all of these topics and challenges that musicians have. So there's lots of free content in there as well. Mm. And, uh, yeah, if you're interested in, in hiring me to be an employee inside your life and actually help you to um, overcome any challenge that you may be experiencing and, and help you fill up your heart to do things that you love, um, mm, then yes. please reach out to me and, and we can have a coffee and we can have a chat and about how I might be able to help.
0: Yes, sir. All right. Thank you guys for listening. It's on Brimbank Live, Live at Famous to Connect podcast. And thank you, Brett, for coming through and having a chat with us.
2: Pleasure. Thanks, miguel
0: All right.